Hey everybody, welcome to Geekism, I'm Tej. I'm Corey. And uh, today we're going to be talking about disappointment, I guess, overall. In the DC Cinematic Universe. Oh, sweet Christ. Um, so we're just going to get right into it. This is probably going to be a little bit shorter than most episodes, but it will be jam-packed. Um, so right, lead it off, we've got the Joker reveal, or at least as far as we know what the Joker's going to look like. We're not, obviously, who knows? This could all be a giant troll. I mean, he is the Joker. You know what I mean? You, there, that is a slight possibility. However, with the people involved, I don't think that's the case. Yeah, let's hope it's a giant troll or just like a publicity stunt, but jeez, man, it's so bad. Um, Like, I, I just feel like it is, it is like a force-fed attempt to try and you know, relate to and get, like, these hip 20-somethings on board. Like, all the people that are going to go pay to see these movies. Like, oh, look, just throw a bunch of tattoos on them. Like, as if these dudes are looking at this picture and being like, listen, man, you see that sweet-ass Jay teardrop tattoo? Yeah, he gets me, man. Like, he knows what it's about. All of them are just a little too on the nose, too. Like, I don't know, you look at it and... Even if you're the most casual person, like, just the green hair and the purple gloves, you're like, oh, it's the Joker. Well, it's like, ah, uh, it's like I was talking about some, with somebody else already before, as, it's the goddamn Joker, like, he's a pop culture phenomenon, like, he's not, like, some C-lister, like, he's not, like, a dead shot or somebody that they, maybe you can get a little more on the nose with it, you know what I mean? Cause yeah, people like, your don't grandma know who probably that is. knows who the Joker is. Exactly, like, he's been around. So, um, so I think these tattoos are terrible. And then the, oh my god, the goddamn damage tattoo on the forehead. Like, what are people seeing that and they'd be like, yeah, you know what, man? He's had a troubled past. I get it. I can relate. No. Fuck you, man. Okay, like, are you kidding me? Uh, yeah, the, the, the metal teeth, like the, the grill piece he's got going on, even if he had, like, all of his teeth knocked out in a fight with Batman, like, still... Put some white teeth back in there. He's not a gangster. He didn't fucking stop at Paul Wall's TV jewelry and just like, yo, cap a grill, bruh. <laughs> right? Like, and the thing is, like, I saw, I saw someone who had put together, like, a photo collage of kind of, like, comic stuff and, like, the cartoon series where, like, Batman knocks his tooth out. And they're like, that's why he would have caps. I was like, yes. I was like, granted, if this was the real world, he would have to get caps. However, this is a goddamn comic book movie. Like, whatever. His teeth just are there. Like, just fucking deal with it. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then the fact that he has these goddamn ha-ha tattoos, like, all over his shoulder. Like, really, man? Like, what is that to insinuate? Like, you know, I'm a funny guy. You know, I like to tell jokes. Yeah, well, they, don't forget, on the top, above that, on, like, his trap or whatever, he's got that hand of cards that just says all in like you know I like to live life on the edge so just one extreme <laughs> all the way all the time let's go he seems like he would be <clears throat> the the mascot in like a Mountain Dew or Doritos ad from like the late 90s yeah that's pretty true or like I don't know it just looks like something you would see on like a deviant art fan page <laughs> This is my version of the Joker. He's real. This is real. Shit is hard. And the worst part about it is, like, uh, people I've talked to, like, because I have some people who are 100% on board, and they think these are incredible decisions. I don't get it, but whatever. So it's edgy, people, bro. Yeah. So these people think that, like, I want these movies to be terrible. Like, they feel like I'm critical of it because I want them to fail, which is could not be further from the truth. 
I want these movies to be incredible. Because the better they are, the more Batman movies I'm going to get. And at the end of the day, that's all we really want. So, yeah. but the thing is, I just don't feel that Zack Snyder is the person to do this. Because as we talked about, I don't, like, whereas you look at the Marvel stuff, you have, like, Joss Whedon, you have, uh, the brothers who do the Captain America stuff. And the gonna Russell be taken brothers. Over. Yeah, they're going to be taken over there. Like, you get these people who are really invested in these characters and really care and appreciate the source material. Where I feel like Zack Snyder's like, oh, Superman, psh, fuck yeah, like whatever, it's going to make a zillion dollars. We're just going to make shit explode. Like, who cares? Like, you don't give a shit about the history or, like, the symbolism of the character, what he's supposed to represent. Like, you're just like, no. And... I feel like, uh, to touch on Man of Steel a little bit, because we'll get back to, there's some stuff with that, but just touch real quick is, I feel like the movies are not supposed to be connected to the Nolan Batmans at all. Like, they've said that, it's obvious they're not. However, I feel like Zack Snyder is trying to take that dark and grittiness that no- and realism that Nolan made with the Batman films and use it in everything. And it doesn't work with everything. But wasn't Nolan, like, a producer or something on Man of Steel? Yeah, a produ- I think he was very hands-off. Like, they gave him, like, the title credit, and, like, that's it. Um, but the thing is, like, it doesn't work everywhere. No, and Superman's the thing is, supposed Nolan- to be this... Superman's supposed to be this, like, bright, shining force of good. For, like, hope and good, yeah. But the thing is, it worked in Nolan because the tone... Not only was it visually, it was, like, gritty and stuff, but however the tone and the subject and the character portrayals and everything, that's what drove, like, the realism and, like, the darkness. It wasn't like... Whereas Snyder's like, oh, things need to be dark and gritty. All right, cool, let's just put a muddy tone over everything and that makes it dark. Like, no, that's not it. (laughs) And that brings us to another thing that happened was these gentlemen's I don't remember what it was called exactly but I saw that they did like the Man of Steel recoloring where like they just uh, got rid of the desaturation a little bit and I mean we've talked about a little bit before um how like I don't I don't hate Man of Steel like most people do like there's obviously there's things why I don't care for but there are some parts in it that I think were actually really good but after seeing this recolor it makes me think like what could have been, you know what I mean? Like, him bombing through the skies, like, bright blue skies, bright sun behind him, with the super saturated, like, red and blue suit, like, just looking like an icon, you know what I mean? Flying through the sky, instead of a navy blue and, like, maroon suit flying through, like, a overcast sky with, you know, some mild sun rays poking through. Yeah, the only thing in that video, the recolor, that didn't look great at all was when he's ripping through the Sahara and the ground is green. Yeah. Well, but the thing is, again, that's... If you don't have, like, the original, like, negatives or whatever they, they filmed it on to do this, like, it's... You can only do so much with, like, a DVD. Like, Steve pops in, he's like, I got this. I got Photoshop, I got a Blu-ray. He's like, we're good to go. We're gonna let it rip, bro. The thing that I did like, though, in that video was what they showed at the end, how they kind of gave a suggestion of how they could do uh, the Batman vs. Superman, where they would keep the bright colors and stuff when Superman was in scenes, and then when it was scenes with Batman, that's when they would do, like, the dark stuff. And I think it really gave that uh, two sides to the same kind of coin thing with Batman and Superman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's like a nice contrast between the two. It just shows one dude hides in the shadows and uses darkness as his advantage, where the other guy is just super-powered. I'll go wherever I want, whatever time I want. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny, too, because then uh, I was talking to somebody yesterday, 
and we were talking about the fight between Superman and Batman and how some people who don't read the comics, uh, that they don't understand how or why uh, Batman would win this fight and should win this fight. And it didn't hit me until after when I was talking to somebody else about it that the reason I feel like you... It's not that Batman should, because, I mean, as someone who reads the comics, like, you understand why he would win the fight, but it's, he has to win the fight. And think about it this way, because if you have just the Justice League, like, the core members, you know what I mean, Wonder Woman, Flash, Green Lantern, Batman, Superman, and Martian Manhunter, right? If you have that core group, and Batman loses in a fight to Superman, that immediately devalues Batman, makes him useless, because he's the only one with no powers. If he can't beat this guy with his brain and his tech or whatever, what is he bringing to the table? What's he good for? Nothing. Nothing. So you have to make him win. You have to make, you know, the Flash and Green Lantern, who in the comics have stated, they're probably, honestly, if people look at it uh, sub- uh, uh, objectively, they're probably two of the most powerful people in the DC Universe, Flash and Green Lantern. Just because, yeah. given their powers and what they can do. Well, Flash could time travel, essentially. That's what I'm saying. But those two people, with that much power, have stated that they are scared shitless of Batman. And why is that? <laughs> if he didn't have that over them, he's useless. Yeah, it just goes like, to show that, like, Batman's there to prove a point. Like, if you put enough effort into it, even, like, a normal guy can make a god bleed. Well, that's what I'm saying, and so it's like, if, if he loses this fight to Superman, then what's he do? Oh, meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice, uh, hey guys, I'm making coffee, anybody want a cup? Like, that's what you get if he loses that fight. He turns into the Alfred of the, the Hall of Justice. <laughs> it's so he's ridiculous. Up, he's up in the Watchtower just serving scones. Oh my god. But, I don't know, it's just like, and... It, originally, I don't know if you, you, I mean, you, we've talked about it before, originally when they announced that the movies and the TV shows, TV shows were, were separate, separate, right? And you came from... You were thought had this thought from the beginning. I was more upset about it, but you had the idea of at least we have TV shows we really like if the movies are terrible. Yes, and I and didn't... Now, like, now we're really, really exactly, appreciating right? and that I didn't, I didn't really think about that at first. I was like, no, like it, they wasted all this time building up these shows and blah, blah, blah. But now... I'm I'm in that camp a hundred percent because if as at least I have some good shows if these movies are awful at least it seems like the people on those two shows like work together and have this kind of like trust in the other like hey let's do this stuff to connect this universe and expand it so they've done it so much to where they've gotten another third spinoff show yeah and honestly like oh, I wish that Fox would just get rid of the Gotham right so they could just do a Batman show. Over there with those ones, yeah. Let's not let's not go into that for now. <laughs> we'll, have, we'll have another episode where we just talk about all that's wrong with Gotham. Uh, so um, but the thing is, like one of my buddies pointed out, uh, it seems like with the Marvel stuff, right? They they draw out these long plans. They know what they're gonna do, like movies in advance. So like everyone's on the same page. Whereas it seems like the DC stuff, they're kind of like, oh, whatever. We filmed a bunch of shit. Uh, and maybe we'll try and figure out how it all goes together. Right at the end, we're going to shoehorn in something like, oh, this is connected to this movie, and you're just like, man, that's a pretty weak attempt. Like like you're saying, Marvel has, like, even from what I've heard, there's, like, these retreats, like, writer's retreats, where everyone that's working on those movies 
or even like comics, like they kind of go off somewhere, toss ideas around, see what works, see what doesn't work. You know, it's just like this huge, like, I don't know, brainstorming event where everyone's just bouncing ideas around and then all this magic happens. Well, exactly. And then it even goes to an article that had come out, uh, I think I saw it maybe a couple weeks ago, where they were talking about how now Marvel has, they split the Spider-Man rights with Sony, so they're going to be making the movies. And they were talking to, I believe it was, who's in charge of them? Is it Jeff Loeb? Uh, Doing it now? He is in charge of part of the cinematic stuff. I know a lot of the cinematic stuff is that uh, Kevin Feige or Kevin Feige. I don't know how you say his last name. Well, I think I think they were talking to, to Jeff Loeb. I could be wrong. I could be mixing the names up in the article. But uh, anyways, they were talking about Spider-Man and they were literally were talking about how they have stuff planned so far in advance. They had two separate plans. They were like, if we get the stuff back for Spider-Man, this is the road we're going to go. If we don't, we're going to keep it going this way. That right there. I don't think DC and Warner Brothers and Zack Snyder have these plans. No. I think they're like... Not at all. I, I think they bank way too much on the fact that everyone knows Superman, everyone knows Batman, everyone knows Wonder Woman. That's all we need. No, yeah, that's they, not all you need. They have the triangle of like most known superheroes worldwide. And the thing is, like... And it's just wasted. I, it's just so... I feel like we've talked about this before. Every time there is a fork in the road for DC... In movies, anyways, I feel like they habitually take the wrong turn. They're just like, like eh, this path right here seems shortest to get to the money, so we'll just do that. That's what I'm saying. Like, think, like, and the Superman movie, while not perfect at all, definitely was a big improvement over the last one with Brandon Routh, who the, a lot of people slam him for that movie. I don't blame him. I think he's a good actor. Like, it wasn't his fault. It was just a boring movie, like, the writing and, like, the way it was set up. Um,. But Man of Steel had way more on that movie. Like, there was action in it. There was actually compelling characters. Like, I think, honestly, I think Man of Steel could have been a great movie if it wasn't directed by Zack Snyder. It wasn't dark. Superman didn't let his dad die. Yeah, low. <sighs> hey, son, I know you got superpowers. You could change the world. Maybe hide your identity, but uh, don't do anything. Just, hang Just out sit there. Farm. I mean, I know you understand you could move faster than anyone could register with their eyes to save me and be back, and no one would even know what happened. But no, stay there, let me die. It's cool, no big deal. Feel and the go work on an oil rig. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hobo Superman. Oh my god. But um, um, the other thing, though, too, is everyone like you see all these posts online, like back to like even the Joker thing and the DC's like cinematic universe. They're like, whoa, they're just doing their own thing for these movies, and it's like, shut up. Shut up. Everyone already, like, you have the source material, like, it's all everyone wants to see. The just make is, the Dark Knight Returns. You could make it <laughs> fucking page for page panel and for everyone panel, would just, right? like, make money rain over that shit. The, but what, no, the they're like, you mm, do can. my own thing and just change it up and might, we're gonna use the costume from that one, it's cool. <laughs> the thing is, though, like, you can do your own thing and still appreciate the source material. Look at Guardians of the Galaxy, right? So... Uh, the way that they depicted, like, Starlord and stuff was completely different from what he was in the comics until, like, around the movie was coming out. And then they literally reinvented this character in the comics to be more in line with what he was in the movie. Yeah. And the people loved it. And they continue to love it. And it made zillions of dollars, whatever. And they're going to continue to make money. And the thing is, like, even look at fucking Ultron coming out. In the movie, Ultron created by Bruce Banner and Tony Stark. That's not how it was. That's not what happened in the comics. Yep. 
but they funnel it in a way that it's already working and is what people already understand. Yeah, instead it of na- it felt natural instead of and it made more sense than to like completely just be like, hey, here's this other guy, Hank Pym. He's been working out as this guy named Ant Man for years. You didn't know that, but here he is. He created this super robot. You guys got to fight him now. <laughs> and that's the thing is, and the thing is, what I like, I think what I like a lot about the Marvel movies is they allow you to have fun, but also have characterization. Whereas I feel like DC, may, I don't know if they consciously feel this way or maybe it's just something that they don't understand is I feel like they think that you can't have both like you have to either be really dark and gritty and emotional or you have to be like pretty colorful and funny like no you can easily have both well wasn't there some some executive recently from like Warner Brothers or whatever that just said that uh, he's like DC movies are just more edgy I really hope not. I didn't read that, but if no, I'm pretty you know sure what that though, was the thing it, and everyone just laughed at him. It sounds like something that could happen. I'd like that, I wouldn't like it, now you telling me that. I'm not like, there's no way that's. I'm like, yeah, you know, I could see that being true. That's <laughs> yeah, believable. Um, I mean, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much all I got to say this week. Like I said, it was a shorter one. Um, I know we'll probably be back. What uh, next week? After probably talking about Avengers because it'll be out by then, and I know yeah, I already got I already got my tickets lined up for so ready to go Thursday excited. premiere. Um, Let me tell so, you, I'm really enjoying these movie theaters that are just like, hey, um, we're gonna have a showing for this movie, but instead of at midnight, you could come see it Thursday at seven or eight p.m. Yes, I love that because I'm an old man. I can't you do know, midnight showings anymore. As soon as it's done, you know, you're leaving. It's like ten o'clock. People are lining up to go in for, like, the midnight one, and you're just like, hey, uh, that movie was great. And they're just like, look at you confused. Like, how did you already watch this? And the theater's practically empty, so I don't have to worry about fishing around for a seat. See, we have the theater out here is if you buy your tickets ahead of time, they have you pick your seat. See, we have places like that, too, but not this one. So, um, so yeah, so, I mean, that's it for today. Uh, We'll be back next week. Uh, I'm Tej. I'm Corey. And we'll see you next week.